If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open, or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from, too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back to another episode of Paper Route, y'all. This is Corey Holmes, and joining me today is none other than Ashley Nicole Moss mm-hmm. and Brandon the Beast Marshall. Yes, sir. Right. Wow, you threw his nickname in I there. I mean, I went first, but like he got a nickname and everything. Do you even have a nickname? nickname? It you when I was on radio, fun fact, it used to be Ash Cash, but mm. don't call me that. Ash Cash. Ash Cash? That used to be my I do You might you might get introduced as Ash Cash. Please don't Ash please Cash. don't call me that. I, I hated that. I hated that nickname so much. They used to call me that on radio. They'd be like, and now Ash Cash. I'm like, please don't say that. Like, oh, I hated that name. Ash Cash, let's go. Right, 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 right. Ash, Ash Ash I Cash, hated you, that name so Ash much. Ash Cash, you cool with starting my fast? My mom Ash hated Cash. that name. She's gonna yell at you. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, all Corey. Right, so, all right, guys. So now yeah, we're gonna start fast. We're gonna start with our factor foolish. Well, Court, you know what they always say in football. What's that? Start fast, finish strong. There you go. Let's go. There you go. Let's do it. So before I read this uh, first statement of fact or foolish, remember this is when, you know, they'll determine whether it's fact or foolish and they have to explain their reasoning why. This first one, right? So yesterday on the Rich Eisen show, you know, he spilled a little bit of tea, um, you know, because he said there's a lot of tea spilt at the NFL Combine. And one piece of information that he grabbed was that, Tom Brady may potentially unretire now. I mean, Jesus. Oh my God. I'm not going to say the Lord's name in vain. Continue. I'm sorry. And we've all been here before, of course, right? But you guys, this is the statement Tom Brady is experiencing detachment issues. Mm. Tom Brady is experiencing uh, detachment issues. Can, Can we first go back to February 1st, Ashley Corey? Um, and, and take a look at this video. Man, if I don't know if you have this video or not, if you have this teed up, but I would love to uh, listen to Tom Brady's uh, retirement announcement and then respond to that. Um, let's see if, if our guy, Manderville, has it teed up for us. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Woo, Corey, 
I just can't see it. Ashley, I can't see it. Um, can't see what? I can't see Tom Brady coming back. Like, I hope not, because I can't go through one of those, another one of those videos. Why is the camera so close man. to your face, Tom? <laughs> so this is this is this is foolish. Uh, you know, look, I thought Tom was going to come back. I was shocked that he made this announcement as quickly as he as he did. That it, that announcement was February first. I thought it was going to take a little bit longer for Tom to make that announcement. Uh, and I thought that announcement was going to be him potentially going to Miami. That video was shot, you know, in Miami. Uh, the Dolphins, you got Tua who's banged up. What's going to happen with Tua? Uh, but because he came out as quickly as he did, you know, he's enjoying himself with his children down here in sunny South Florida. I, I just can't see him doing it, Ashley. Tom Brady coming back, it's over. It's done. It's done. It's done. That's embarrassing. It would be, I wouldn't say it'd be embarrassing, but to unretire twice, that's a lot. It would, it would be it would be pretty he'd be a sociopath let me just say that brady is the ultimate competitor but like okay the first time you did it it was like we knew it the goat's coming back the second time it was like all right it's about time right. you know it's it makes sense if he unretires a third time tom you're an unserious person you got 300 million dollars waiting for you to sit behind a desk what one day a week why on earth would you come back? I get it. I love the grind. I love the hustle. You know, I get it. I'm here for it. That's amazing. Invest that energy into your business. Invest that energy into your family. Invest that energy into this next chapter of your life. Please, for the love of God, do not step back on foot onto a football field. You can't keep getting away with this. This is asinine. I don't know how, you know, factual, you know, on the spectrum of fact or fiction, exactly exactly like what where this is leaning towards more but for the love of god please don't come back but, tom but, but you have why? nothing left to prove in the words of giselle what else do you have left to prove you've done it all there's no reason to do this you don't have to do this what well, no he wants to play it's he loves to play the and game. I want to be married to Idris Elba. He's married. Like, sometimes you have to face reality that, like, what you want and what you should do are two drastically different things. You already unretired. You've won multiple. You are the GOAT. I, I can understand coming back, Brandon, if there's something left to prove. I can understand coming back if you have that one more Super Bowl that you want to win. You have that one more record you want to break. You're this close being the greatest of all time. You go ahead and you come back and you say, I'm going to give it a final shot. Tom, you are the greatest. Nobody is going to surpass you anytime soon. Oh, no, hold Not on, even though. Patrick hold Mahomes on, on, is on, going to surpass hold, you. But, but listen, You're the best. It's okay. Be the best. Yeah, but listen, I, I said it, it would be foolish for him to come back, but at the end of the day, like who who are we to say when a man should retire? Like if okay, you say that we say that there's nothing left to prove. You are right. One hundred percent correct. Mm -hmm. But what if he's just, just the love of the game? He's at home. There's nothing to do. There's a lot to do. Yeah, he has a three hundred million dollar job waiting for him. I'm gonna tell you right now that is so uncomfortable for anybody that's went there, that's gone their entire life working nine to five, nine to five, and then you come home. Man, that's like that's a huge shock to your system. That's a huge shock to your body. Now, obviously, you got to start at some time that transition. But right now, there's no wifey at home. The kids are in and out. 
right? I don't. Well, I can't even speak to the kids because I don't know a situation there. But Tom Brady's just sitting there. He's looking at the opportunity like, man, it's so Brandon, easy to win in the NFL not, right now. What if he's thinking about going to the this Jets? Is not what if he's a think- typical? This is not a typical athlete retiring. Tom Brady has TV twelve production. Doesn't matter. He has his clothing line. He has his health nothing, business. Nothing. He has a Fox correspondent. Um, analyst job waiting for him. And he, nothing his calendar, feels like running his, out of that it's not gonna. It's not going to feel like stepping on the gridiron. I get that. But you cannot say that this man is going, is retiring and going into the abyss and has nothing waiting for him. He has a life already waiting for him, a next chapter already written for him. That is more than a lot of guys who retire from the game, and you know this. You wake up one morning and you have absolutely nothing to do, and you're like, now what? Who am I? Brady, the businessman, is going to immediately start in his retirement. It's no different than the late, great, rest in peace, Kobe Bean Bryant. When he walked away from the game, he focused on the Mamba Academy. He focused on his production yeah, company. But listen, he had so many things that he was occupied. But Tom his time. can still do it. Tom can still do it. I'm going Kenny? T- 2022, played 17 games, 4,600 yards. All right. 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Tom can still do it. Why He's not? He's watering down his legacy every time he comes back. And it's not to the standard in which we are accustomed to, accustomed to seeing Tom Brady play. You were already cemented as the GOAT, and you and I both know this. The business of sports is what? What have you done for me lately? And Brady come last so, season, the, the memory people had was, yeah, Brady didn't look so great. It was so, good so, so, thing basically, he so basically, he comes what I hear back and he looks worse than last so, season. Then what? What do you mean worse? It, it, that wasn't him. That was the Let's team. Let's just say he comes back and the team. So basically, him, the, all of it looks worse the than last season. Standard for Brady is Super Bowl or bust every yes, year. Yes, okay. but he has seven of them. What okay. more do you want? Okay. You never okay. saw the episode. You never saw the interview of with Larry David and, and not Larry David, um, Larry King and um, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, and he's asking, you know. Basically, you know, what happened with Seinfeld? Were you canceled? And Jerry Seinfeld goes, canceled? We were the number one show. We walked away on top. What do you mean canceled? We chose to walk away. Brady, walk away on top. You don't have to. You are Seinfeld. You don't have to come back. It's okay. You're number one. You are forever number one. Just just move on. Let it go. Close the book. For the love of God, close the chapter. I'm with Ashley on this one. Now, granted, Tom Brady, you're one of my favorite football players of all time, but and it's, it's time to hang it up. It's Thank time to hang up. I'm ready to see you on TV, I'll be honest. But all right, next statement. Sauce Gardner is the best cornerback in the NFL. Fact or foolish? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go, man, you know I love my Jets. Sauce Gardner is the best corner in the NFL. Fact or foolish? You got Patrick Sertan out there. Because I'm a Jet and it's equal, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go fact. I'm going to go fact here because Sauce put a little bit more sauce on it. Too you know, sauce. Pat is so smooth. You talk about a technician. He can easily be number one. But it's so cool to see these young corners rise to the top so quickly. It usually takes a long time for these corners to come in and actually contribute at a high level. There's only been a few guys that ever do that uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the history of the NFL. Darrell Revis being one of those guys. You see him being a first ballot Hall of Famer. If Sauce Gardner keep this up, if Patrick uh, Sertan keeps this, keeps this up, they're going to find themselves in the Hall of Fame as well. But it's a toss-up between Sauce uh, and Pat. But I'm going to go with Sauce because Sauce, I like how he played the game. I love the jewelry. I love the 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 the, the 
Keith. I love all of that. Um, I seen him lock down some of the top wide receivers. Jamar Chase, I was at that game standing on the sideline, and that was a big deal. And then he stepped in with so much confidence. And if you go back to our series on this show, um, you know, right here on our YouTube channel, On The Go, we stopped in uh, in, in Florham Park for, mm -hmm. for training camp. And we spent, Which is myself, in, Shady. By the way, New Jersey, not New that's York. Right. I just want to put that out there. I know they're the New York Jets, but that's New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> right, right. So we stopped in there, and uh, Adam Pacman Jones, Shady McCoy, and we probably spent 45 minutes with Sauce. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing just going through, like, technique and, you know, what is he going to do if a dude outside release this way, if you inside release that way. And what really stood out to me was his football IQ. Like, he really knows the game. He's a student of the game. Was so I'm going to go factor. Was this before or after they asked you if you wanted the same omelet? This was after. Okay. This was after I was feeling really good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go If you guys that story, Brandon had a tender moment when reflecting on all his former teams. He said the Jets still remember his omelet order and his chicken sandwich order, and he almost shed a tear. I know. It was a very – he's beautiful. reminiscing now, and he's, I see the, his eyes starting to water up. <laughs> that was, was that chicken sandwich that good? or? It was good. It was like <laughs> – it was back when I was eating meat, it, it was uh, – I would get uh, just regular – you know, white bread, toast it, put some uh, mustard on it, some bacon, Whoa. Uh, chicken breast, <laughs> uh, some jalapenos, I believe. Um, and that's that's what it was. It was nice. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. Okay, was let me lovely. ask you this. When it comes to corners, what do you what do you prioritize the most in, in criteria? Is it passes defended, solo tackles, interceptions? Rank them. For me, it's about uh, mano y mano. That's it. I don't care about all of that, right? Because Darrell Revis is a guy, and we had this conversation on the show with Asante Samuels where he's talking about it's all about the numbers. It's all about the numbers. I disagree because there's times where we're sitting in, you know, an offensive meeting, and we're talking about our game plan for the week, and we're going against Namdi Asawa. We're going against Darrell Revis. We're going against Champ Bailey. We're going against some of the best of the best. And you got Coach – uh, Kyle Shanahan, excuse me, Mike Shanahan, the pop saying we're not throwing that way. So they don't get as many opportunities. They don't get as many targets. Right. So for me, it's about a guy that can travel. If you if you're not playing man to man and you're not traveling, I can't even put you in a, in a conversation and discussion. Even when you're playing zone and you're doing other things, I want to see you on the sideline going to the coach. When you see Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, or Stephon Diggs getting off, be like, "Yo, I'm guarding him." Even when the coach say no, like, "No, we got to go play zone," and you tell your team, "Man, I'm I'm guarding. I don't care what coach say." So uh, for me, it's all about that. Um, it starts there. So that's why you see the Patrick. Sertans and in the, in, in the Sauce Gardens of the world sitting where they're at because they're guys that can really travel and lock down the top uh, pass catchers on the opposing team. Here for it. Corey, what else you got for us? All right, moving on. The Miami Dolphins will be Super Bowl contenders if Tua stays healthy next season. Fact or foolish? That's it's such a weird question. That's like if I was six feet tall and 100 pounds, I could be a runway model. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... <laughs> Obvious. I mean, yes, if he can stay healthy, but I'm genuinely concerned for Tua. It's not just from a football standpoint, from a quality of life standpoint. Like, I don't know if he can sustain another concussion. Like, it's worrisome. Um, I hope that the Miami Dolphins are putting him in a position to protect him as much as possible, but injuries in the NFL happen. Unfortunately, concussions in the NFL happen. And... He has sustained a lot of them. So it is 
you're it's literally just you're waiting for the final straw that breaks the camel's back and it's it's hard to put all your stock into a team that their quarterback may be just one concussion away from not being able to lead this team anymore so I don't know Yes, if he can stay healthy, is it probable that he won't sustain another injury, another concussion? Probably not. It's the NFL. It's a dangerous game. It's a physical game. So I'm I'm going to say fact, but it's also kind of like, what's the alternative? You know what mm. I mean? Like, how do you avoid it from happening? Yeah, so you have, uh, uh, for me, Ashley... I'm going to go uh, foolish. Mm -hmm. So I hear what you're saying with the injuries and everything. Um, no, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to go fact. I'm tripping. Okay. I'm a, If he's healthy, I go fact. Because it's a, they, good, it's a really it, good football team. Because like, it, it just it almost went over my head. They just um, brought in Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator, right? Mm -hmm. So that defensive coordinator is legendary. When you think about Vic Fangio – I think about Mike Zimmer. I think about Leslie Frazier. I think about the Rex Ryans of the world. I think about, um, man, like there's there's just some defensive coordinators. Even Lovey Smith's cover two, uh, pretty vanilla uh, defense back in the Chicago Bears, Monsters of the Midway's days. Um, Dick LeBeau, right? Like Vic Fangio's that good. He's been around the NFL for damn near 50 years, mm -hmm. you know, at all levels, whether it's, you know, an assistant to defensive coordinator uh, to head coach. So I like this. Um, I think that Tua, you know, and it's not just me saying, it's not my opinion, but he was easily, you know, one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL when he was playing. This team was unstoppable. What they did with the – with the RPO, run pass option, uh, they could do whatever they want. They had two wide receivers, I believe, that went for 1,500 yards. Like, you add Vic Fangio to that, to a defense that was already playing well. Um, Mike uh, McDaniels. Is it Mike McDaniels or Mike Daniels? Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels with an S. Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels is going to be in year two. He's going to get better. Who would have thought that the dude would come out and be that good? Mm -hmm. He was phenomenal, right? So um, I like this. I'm going to go fact here. All right. Cool. cool. All right, guys. So yesterday, uh, Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley was actually reinstated into the NFL. Now, if you mm -hmm. guys remember, he was suspended all last year for violating, excuse me, violating the NFL's gambling policy, right? So I want to ask you guys, fact or foolish, Calvin Ridley will be a top five receiver in the NFL next mm -hmm. season. Foolish. I'm not putting him over. I mean, I'm thinking of top five in my head right now. You got Devontae Adams, that's one. Justin Jefferson. Is he, though? We got Jamar Chase, that's three. Uh, you still got to put Diggs in there. Probably, depending on who you ask, it's Debo, it's Tyreek, it's Co it's Cooper Cup. I mean, that's rounding out the top five right, right there. Right, so, right. like, top ten? Probably. Top five? CD, you didn't, you're not going to say CD? CD. Uh, depend, I mean, wow. It, I'm just naming. No, I'm, no, I wasn't yeah, putting yeah. him in. No, this is not my order. But you just named... <laughs> Six, seven. I wasn't naming every single wide receiver, top wide receiver. I'm just, but I'm just it's just, it's just CD's funny that CD's it's just, always in my it's top five. It's just interesting that CD didn't pop up. CD, CD's always in like my top you five. You said Stephon Diggs, you said Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. CD, you know what it is. You and I are here. But <laughs> that's not my top five. Um, but I will say it's going to be hard for him to crack that top five, especially being gone from the game for right. a year. I mean, you can speak to this more than I can, but I know from a basketball standpoint, like, 
your body has to get reacclimated to playing in the NBA. I'm sure it's the same for the NFL. Like, yeah, you may be, you may have a year off your your time. You know, they say like it, you age backwards when you're moved from the game right. for that amount of time, right? So if you're if you've been in the league for say six years, now it's really five years because you got a year off your time. But right. I, it's also an adjustment period to get reacclimated to that level of physicality, to playing against those guys, the speed. A year's a long time to be away right. from the game. Yeah. Listen, I'm really excited about his return. He's, he's, sure. he's going to be top 10 for sure, though. No, 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 no. That, that's what I said beginning. Not top five, but top 10 so, for sure. So I'll go foolish here. I'm excited about his return. Um, he's going to be paired. With you know Trevor Lawrence and and, mm -hmm. and Duval, uh, Trevor Lawrence turned it on the second half of the season. What they were what they were able to do down there in Jacksonville uh, was phenomenal. Nobody would have thought they would have been one of the hottest teams to end the year to round out the the, the year last year. So um, I like this uh, for him, but he won't crack the top ten. He may not even crack crack really? the top fifteen. Listen, you you missed a few names, uh, AJ Brown. C.D. Lamb, sorry, C.D., I'll mention you if Ashley Nicole Moss uh, uh, allegedly CD, one of the I don't have to prove biggest my love to uh, you. Dallas Cowboys fans jersey. out there. I don't need to, I don't um, need to do this. Devontae Smith, uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, you have Amari Cooper and Mike Evans. Uh, Christian Kirk had a big year. Uh, Jared Wilson had a big year. D.K. Metcalf, Chris Olave, what is he going to do? Who's Mike with, Evans' uh, quarterback now? With Mike Evans, yeah, that's a good question. But he's still a baller. Yeah, but I'm with, saying he did, it, he did it. He did it. He did it. He did it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Your quarterback matters. He did it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He did it with uh, uh, Winston. He, you know, your of quarterback course, Tom and Brady. your schemes matter. And then he matter, also though. did it with Tom Brady, right? You said Tom Brady's washed. And whoa, well, you said he I should retire. Never what? said he was washed. Don't put words in my mouth. I said he's not. He was not playing yeah. at the level of Tom Brady yeah. that we are accustomed oh, to. Man. I never said Brady was washed. Do not you sure? put that. Can we rewind the tape? Can we rewind the tape? I never said Brady. That never came out. I would never use Brady and washed in the same sentence. Fact check. Ever. We don't need to fact check it. My memory works. I would never say that. Okay. Ever. All right. So no, this is uh, uh, foolish for 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 me, uh, Corey, in the cut. I'm going to go foolish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on, guys. The NFC East will be the, is the most competitive division in the NFL. Fact. Fact or foolish? Fact. Fact? Right. I say fact because it's, it's usually always the most close. And it always the, – the most close. It's always the closest. It comes down usually to one or two games, and they're usually division games. Yeah. Um, mm. And if you look at the statistics, there's never been in the last, I want to say, 15 years, 15 season, there has never been a back-to-back -back winner of the NFC East. Yeah. Like, every single season, it switches. Like, that's insane. Because they so trash. No, it's because... Because his division is trash. It's not, it's not that it's, it's that good. It's up. not because... It, I think it's because it's not evenly matched, but it's within those four teams, it's very competitive mm -hmm. in the sense that, like I said, it always comes down to one or two games, and they're usually division games. There's a lot of it's the best reality show in football. There's a reason it's called that. You never really know what's going to happen. You have a favorite going into. I would not be surprised if the Eagles did not win the division next year. That is just how the yeah. NFC East works. It's probably going to be the Cowboys again. Like it's gonna, it is going to be the Cowboys again. Let me rephrase that. Um, <laughs> you are just, a terrible. Dallas it just, Cowboys it just <laughs> always switches on and off. So for me, I feel like the uncertainty of it and the unpredictability of it is what makes it the most competitive. Listen, uh, I like the AFC North. You got the Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, even the Cleveland Browns. What would Deshaun Watson do in year two? 
un, uh, you know, in those pads, in that uniform. Um, it, it's foolish for me because we're in the off season right now. In the off season, there's so many things that's going to change. Uh, guys are going to come and go. Um, coaches come and go. Um, so things will change. Last year, they were. This year, it could easily be the AFC North. It could easily be the AFC West. We thought going into last year that the AFC West was going to be the toughest team, right? Because everyone had defense. Everybody had quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had, you know, Las Vegas Raiders struggle and the Denver Broncos struggle. So what's going to happen in that division? Uh, Ashley, I disagree with you on the NFC East. Uh, I don't think it's because they're that competitive. I just think that they don't know how to sustain success. I think That's it, what I believe. But you know what? I also think it's the most competitive because those four teams genuinely hate each other. Like, the fan bases fan genuinely base, hate true. each other. Like, From a, yes. it is mm -hmm. a four-way hate square there. Uh, like, yeah. every single team within the NFC East has a legitimate beef with the other. I agree it's with the that. Eagles hate the Cowboys. The Cowboys hate the Eagles. The Giants hate the Cowboys. The Cowboys hate the Giants. Everyone mm -hmm. hates the Commanders. Like, it's literally a beef. <laughs> there is never it, – it, that's what makes it also – I think so much fun to watch and that unpredictability factor because those fan bases really don't like each other. Those teams don't like each other. There's so much history within those organizations within each other that that's why I think it's the most. Okay. So really well. quick, I know this isn't, this isn't on our agenda. This is not on our run of our show. Uh, who wins the division? I can't ask The Dallas question. Cowboys, obviously. Yeah, Come I know on. Why. Like, why did I ask that question? It's the Dallas Cowboys yeah. every year. We don't even talk me. about the Cowboys on the show. The isn't Cowboys are going to one? the Super Bowl next year. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. That's, isn't that rule number one? I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. The Cowboys are winning the division, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Next year. One day, I will be right. Listen, they're not one far off. I, I think we're going right. to talk a little bit more about Dak Prescott later in the show. So, we'll see. All right, Corey in the cut. All right, guys, this is what we got. C.J. Stroud will be the most successful quarterback in this year's draft class. Fact or foolish? Hmm. Man, um, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't watch these guys until they get in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like C.J. I like the kid. Uh, C.J.'s the kid from Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. I like C.J. He's a Buckeye. Yeah, he, he's a baller. Um, our guy down in Bama, he's a baller. There's something special about this kid in Florida. Um, coming out of the University of Florida, he's big, uh, he's physical, he can make all the plays, you know, in the right system. Mm -hmm. He may have the most upside. He's a freak, right? But C.J. Stroud, fact or foolish, um, I think he's more pro-ready now than any of the other quarterbacks in the draft. He can come in right now mm -hmm. and uh, have a successful outing, right? Almost like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, his first year – Remember, he had a, a, a stretch at the end of the season where I think it was uh, Carson Wentz. They benched Carson Wentz and they put him in for six games. Mm -hmm. And he ran through some of the, the best defenses out there. He was ready. Mm -hmm. This kid will be ready. I think it's a close race between him and, and Bryce Young, obviously. Honestly, I mean, mm. Bryce Young's coming out of Bama. Yeah. You know, Bama's basically the NFL of, right. of college. Like it's those guys are coming into the league ready to go. Bama is an NFL team. Right. It's you right. you play there it's better than some NFL teams. Yeah. Like you They won't you, be in the bottom half. You come out of Bama, you're you're essentially a pro. Um before you go pro. I think that CJ and Bryce though are very close. Um I think that people are going to be somewhat not concerned, but maybe wondering how Bryce is going to do. He is. He did come in, I think, at 5'10". 
um, at the combine. I believe CJ is what six. Somebody fact that fact check that for me, but I think he's six three, maybe six two, something mm -hmm. like that. So he has a little bit of height on him. Um, I don't know if that's such a big deal anymore. We how tall is he? He's six three. Okay. Wow. Um, I don't think that's much. That's so much a big deal anymore in the NFL. I mean, we've seen smaller quarterbacks. When I say smaller quarterbacks, they're all bigger than me. But smaller quarterbacks, you know, win Super Bowls. Um, so I don't know if that's something that's a big, like I said, a big deal anymore. But I think Bryce and CJ are very, very close in yeah. terms of who the best is going to be. But I yeah. tend to lean towards the guy coming out of Bama. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm interested to watch Anthony Richardson from UF this year. We'll see what happens there. But again, you know, we're, we'll never know until they get under center in the NFL. You it's think height matters difference. anymore for a quarterback? I mean, you tell me if size matter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they say it's not, what is it? Not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. But look, um, that's a different show. <laughs> I, I'm serious question because. <laughs> Next question. Uh, no, Corey, no, Corey, we need a transition. We need a transition. Serious question because I, there was a time where if you weren't a quarterback who was, say, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, you know, they said you could never play in the right, NFL. Right. And then Russell Wilson happened. Yep. And then you see a Kyler Murray. And then you see a Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. And then you see a now um, Bryce Young coming in at five yeah. ten, and there's some other guys who are under six feet that I'm, I'm no, not no, no. thinking go, of. No, go names. back, go back. Joe Namath. Joe Namath go was back. a small Drew Brees. guy. Yes, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Doug Flute. Yeah, yes, yeah, Drew, Drew Brees. Brees is short. He's Drew a short. Like I feel foot. like he's a short six no, feet. No, no, no. Drew Brees. Yeah, uh, Doug Flutie. That's true. Has had success. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, it was sporadic, but I think when Russell Wilson got into the league it kind of changed people. It happened. Drew Brees yeah. and those names that you mentioned, but I think Russell Wilson was, if you weren't a believer in the short QB, yeah. you were a believer after watching yeah. Russell Wilson play with the Seattle Seahawks. So does it matter anymore? Yeah. Or do you still prefer a tall quarterback? It, it, it definitely matters, right? Because, you know, these guys, they have to adjust and adapt to, you know, the throwing angles because the offensive line could be big and mm -hmm. that is a real thing. Can mm -hmm. I see over the, the line? So they have to have, you know, uh, overly developed traits as far as like anticipation, um, really understanding, you know, coverage where defense, where, what's happening pre-snap. They have to be off the charts from an IQ standpoint if they are a shorty. Um, but Not a shorty. Yeah, it's a short. If you're a shorty quarterback, like you gotta, you gotta be on Only your game. Only in the NFL is five ten. Even Kyler short. Murray, like think about Kyler Murray. What makes Kyler Murray special? Can he throw the ball? And there's, you know, some. There's a lot of talk about his accuracy, um, but the dude can throw the damn ball. But what makes Kyler Murray special is like he it's like you're playing PlayStation with Kyler Murray, right? Mm -hmm. That's not his game, right? CJ Stroud. So he's one of those guys. But Bryce Young is a, is a shorter one. Yeah, Bryce. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Bryce Young, that's not really his game. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I would say that his IQ is off the charts. What's the ideal height for a quarterback? <sighs> Give me. Like 6'5? Ideal? Woo. I mean, 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, yeah. Six three six four six five like man that's different you know you know who's tall Trevor Lawrence yeah Trevor Lawrence is tall I didn't think he was he's, that tall he's, he's tall yeah he's a big guy he's like what six seven it just makes six, it six? so much easier yeah Justin Herbert he's tall he, he's big I, I interviewed Justin Herbert in LA for Super Bowl and when he walked on to the stage I was like did you have you always been this tall right, like right, why right. did I think he was short yeah. 
tall. Big yeah, guy. like for some reason, big Justin guy. Herbert reads like he's like barely six feet, but you see him in person, you're like, no, no, he's big. Yeah. Got it. You're you're not six feet. Yep. Okay, you're yep. a big boy. Got it. Yeah. Corey in the cut. All right. So for this next one, I'm just gonna have to provide just a little bit of context, right? So according to reports from Michael Silver of Valley Sports, the Tennessee Titans are looking to shop King Henry. Derrick Henry mm. is who I'm referring to. So I mean, with that said, guys, right? Like. Will Derrick Henry be in a new uniform next season? Fact or foolish? Um, the only uniform he should not be in is if it's an NFC East uniform. So anywhere else, he's welcome to go. I root for him anywhere else. Don't come to the Giants. Please don't come to the Giants. That's all I ask. <laughs> Listen, um, he's he still – you'll see this over the next year or so. There's going to be some big-name running backs – um, that's going to be on the move, whether they're traded, whether they're cut, they're asked to take a pay cut. Well, Ezekiel Elliott, even if uh, McCaffrey doesn't have a big well, year. Well, Tony Pollard he could was franchise there. tagged yesterday. So. Yep, he was. Um, and you look at where your King Henry's at right now, he's right in that sweet spot, year five, year six, year seven, where the NFL believe that's the cliff for a running back. I don't believe that. I believe every case is different. Mm -hmm. You know, there's God that's on your side, and there's also how you take care of your body. And also what offense you've existed in. Yeah, I mean, you could say there's an argument, right, and Rand is the new general manager down there, so I don't know what he's thinking, but there is an argument that his value is, is going to be high, is going to be at all-time high this year opposed to next year, right? So when you think about a new general manager coming in and built in an organization mm -hmm. and – and want to have sustained success, he wants those pieces, right? Like Derrick Henry, great. Like you, this year, he can potentially go for two thousand. Derrick Henry still, he's still physical. He's still moving, and I, I wouldn't say he's he's still in his prime. I'll say it. Derrick Henry's still in his prime, right? But they're not competing for anything this year. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think the Tennessee Titans think they're going to go and and, and be a contender and make a run. I think now that, will they I, be competitive? Absolutely. I feel like yeah. I feel like that window for them has kind of passed. Right. There was a window where it was like, dang, they might do it. Yeah. And I don't think that window exists. This anymore. is fact. I actually like this for for both. I like this. this is a great move for not only the Tennessee Titans, but I like this for King Henry as well. So where do if you I'm go? King Henry, right? Like I'm going to try to go play and 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 compete out of. A high level, and they've been doing that in Tennessee. But I, I mean, look, what's going to happen in in New York with Saquon? I think they get a deal Don't done, come so it's not there. To New York, Buffalo, Derek, please. Bu he'll go to New York, but Buffalo Bills. That's fine. Go to Buffalo. Per perfect for him. Go to the Buffalo. Baltimore Ravens. That's perfect for him. After they pay Lamar, it'll be a sick offense. There you go. Go dump the money there. I, I like the Baltimore uh, Baltimore Ravens. I like uh, the Buffalo Bills for King Henry. Um, Look, you got to go get it done, right? Because Buffalo, I keep saying that. I just, what did you call your feng shui when you walked in? Feng talking shui. about I'm messing up your feng shui. Mm -hmm. so the feng shui is off in Buffalo. They need a King Henry. They need What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online only at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So 
Keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool Your School, powered by purpose. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Brandon Marshall from I Am Athlete here to talk about my favorite go-to Britty meal that I can't always enjoy because the carb fear is real. But carb-heavy foods are often the ones we love most. But Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences and compromises. Zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber, delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing, maybe, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. Something for every craving, including sliced bread, loaves, buns, and tortillas. Monthly small drops of indulgence, favorites like the two-gram net carb Hero Croissant, or the one gram net carp hero cheddar biscuit. Don't give up on being a bread hit. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code athlete at checkout. That's athlete at H E R O dot C O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use athlete at H E R O dot C O. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The king to walk in there. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Corey in the gut. <laughs> all right. So we got Drake London will be the will make excuse me, will make the biggest leap of any of the rookie receivers next season. Hmm. Drake London's a baller. He is a baller. He's a baller. It, it, listen, biggest it depends. Leap? That's a that it fact. There's so many with a caveat. There's so yeah. There's so many factors. You need a quarterback. Right. Who's his quarterback? Right. That's everything. Right. You know, if he gets a great quarterback, absolutely. I love uh, what he was able to do when he first started last year in training camp. It was he was always making plays, highlights galore. Um, if he gets a quarterback, I can see this happening for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of factors there. Um, same thing with Garrett Wilson. I mean, you don't know who the we don't know who his quarterback's going to be either. There's a lot of uns, there's a lot of question marks for these quarterbacks on this list, mm. which is interesting. Probably it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo though. I'm talking about the Jets' quarter quarterback next year. It's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, Philip Rivers. Why would Philip Rivers come out of retirement? Is that are we talking about that we'll, later? We'll hit on that later. Let me let me show. Alright, can you let the man run the show? Let the man run the show. Are we for real? That was not the name I thought you were gonna throw at me. Philip Rivers? I haven't seen him since Tony Romo. Can we Corey the cut? Go. We go talk. We got one more fact of foolish, and Ashley actually might like this one. So yesterday, Des Bryant went on live, right? And one of his guests was actually DeAndre Hopkins, right? And if you've been keeping up with the news, the uh, Arizona Cardinals are looking to actually shop, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So, factor foolish, DeAndre Hopkins will be in a Dallas Cowboys uh, jersey next season. Mm. I'm saying fact so I can manifest it. DeAndre Hopkins comes. DeAndre Hopkins comes to Dallas. What what bet? What what are we what are we wagering? Like I. <laughs> 
listen, I I don't even know what I would do. I'll come back to this, but I would be so ecstatic. It would. I'm like envisioning it in my head right now, and I have mm-hmm. literal goosebumps. DeAndre Hopkins in a Dallas Cowboy jersey, not to mention the productivity he would bring to the offense. Oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. Jerry, Jerry, I have been a Cowboys fan since 1993. Jerry, I have seen you do a lot of stupid things. You didn't get me Odell when I asked for him. You let Amari Cooper go. This is your chance to make right by us fans, us loyal fan base. This is your chance to undo all the bad that you have done to us this past season. Get me Hopkins. Mm. Get me Hopkins, and I will never question you for the rest of the season. But not for the rest of my life, but for the rest of the season. Get me DeAndre Hopkins. That would be huge. Huge. There you go. Let let, Let me do this real quick. I'm going to go on Google, hit Jerry Jones. Not only that, but can you imagine Wikipedia, the leadership he, and what he would do for CD Lamb's born, development as a wide receiver? Born, you know, he's CD's right where he CD's needs to be. already born, incredible. Jerry, imagine having the leadership of DeAndre Hopkins. Jerry Jones is born um, on October 13th um, in the year of 1942. He's a Scorpio, explains it. Oh my goodness. So that so how old is Jerry Jones? I don't know. It doesn't say here. What does that matter? And I can't add. I'm, I'm about to tell you really quickly. You Can somebody Jones, help me here? You, he's like, yeah. isn't he like how old is Jerry Jones? Old? Yeah, like how old is Jerry old Jones? Is he? He's yeah. 81. Thank you so much. Jerry Jones is 81. Jerry Jones won the Super Bowl. If Jerry Jones wants to to, uh, to hoist the Lombardi again, he, he has to make Super a splash. Bowls. He has to make a splash. Okay, at the wide receiver position. I don't know if it's Odell. I don't know if it's DeAndre Hopkins. But this is a a nice move. This will be a great uh, uh, position, a great fit for not only DeAndre Hopkins, but also the Dallas Cowboys. And and also for Dak. Dak, listen, Dak is, a, 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 a to me, a really good quarterback, potentially even a great quarterback. We'll talk about that later in the show. But Dak had a tough run last year. Dak needs to get his confidence back. You know, there's, there's, there's really a few ways a, a quarterback can get their confidence back, right? Throw some touchdowns, maybe even get a receiver that they can close their eyes and just throw it up mm-hmm. to. And that receiver, those 50-50 balls turn into 80-20 balls, and it just makes his life easier. So I actually really like this move for not only the Dallas Cowboys, but also Dak getting back to greatness. I like this move. This is I'm going to go fact here. I'm because go, Jerry Jones is 81. He got to do what something. What does it have to do with anything? Because if you look at, remember, remember back in like the he early 80 2000s. He was when he let Amari Cooper go. The like. early 2000s, he was paying a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He was really getting after it. Mm-hmm. Then they shifted gears and they started really building within the draft. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, oh, they're going to come out. Jerry and Steven Jones are going to go get the biggest. And they never did it. I think that changes this year. I think they go out there and they make a big splash or two because Jerry Jones is 81. Jerry Jones wants to hoist that Lombardi again. How many times you see uh, uh, Jerry Jones sitting in that box so close to the playoffs, so close to advancing to the next so, round, and he pissed off so sitting there? Pissed off. This is fact. DeAndre Hopkins to the Dallas Cowboys. And, yes, Ashley Nicole Moss is going to make the biggest bet of them all when this happens. Can't wait to see it. Corey from the cut. Corey in the cut. All right. So, yeah, we're going to transition to a segment we call the Daily Route. Right? We'll just take you through more of what's going on in sports. 
So one of the you know bigger stories yesterday was actually the Seahawks, right, and Geno Smith. So according to reports, Geno Smith and the Seahawks have agreed to a three-year deal worth $105 million. Good for him. Yeah, no, that's really good for Smith. Right now, Smith notably um, led the Seahawks last year, right, to a playoff berth. And he did that while leading the NFL in completion percentage, right? So, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on this, right? Do we feel, are we happy for Geno Smith? I um, I think the three years, the sweet mark, we had this conversation a couple of shows ago when Pete Carroll was saying they may draft a quarterback um, this year. And I said, it makes sense because Geno's not their forever QB. Yeah. You know, probably two, three years max. They're going to start preparing for the future, and the future is to win another Super Bowl, to return to that Legion of Boom era where the Seahawks were a team that when you saw them on your schedule, you're like, crap, I got to play. We got to play those guys. Like, this is this is not going to be fun. They want to get back to that. Um, so is Geno the guy that's going to take them there? Probably not, and that has nothing to do with his skill set. The team is going through a weird rebuilding era. You still have pieces that make you competitive, but not competitive enough to win the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and Geno's going to be the guy, their transition quarterback. He's going to be the guy who probably is going to bring them into multiple playoffs. You're going to be able to see somewhat – you're going to be able to see some success in that aspect, but it's not going to be until they bring in their next Russell Wilson, their next franchise guy, and they've really taken these next few years to really start rebuilding this team and, you know, gutting it and, and you know, filling out filling those spaces in that you're going to go ahead and return to that era. But three years is a sweet deal, and I think Geno is going to bring them a nice amount of success in three years. So I'm not mad at it at all. Um I'm going to say this uh, first before I go into my point, because um, I may piss Gino off or a few others, but congratulations. I, like, can we? Why like, would you piss him off? Like saying congrats. Can we, can we, can we give him his flowers, give him love? Congratulations, Gino. I said that. I said congrats. Love this. Yay, Gino. For, for, for Gino to be in this position, um, it took a lot of perseverance. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of resiliency. Um Ashley, what did we say in, 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 in the first week? We The first day we started the show, we, we couldn't figure out what the hell he said after that game. He said, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back, right? Like, this is a real story. Um, this is a big story. So I, I just want to say congratulations to Geno Smith. Geno Smith was my roommate when I was traded from the Chicago Bears to the New York Jets. So that that first offseason, he and I was – like this that entire offseason. And I was uh, hard on Gino. Gino, I felt like he wasn't ready to lead the organization. I didn't think he was, you know, ready to be the guy because he didn't want to do the little things, right? And so I'm extremely proud of Gino turning it around. And we talked about Ja Morant yesterday. It's like some guys just come in, like myself, that you're just immature and you're just not ready for all that the NFL, the NBA has to offer and is thrown at you, right? It takes a few years. So for Gino Smith to get this opportunity to be a starter again and then take advantage of it, congratulations, right? Because also you got to think about the black quarterback. Mm. The black quarterback, it's either – and that's in all positions, right? And I know we only like talk about black and white, but you have to be you have to be an overachiever to get some of these top roles, whether it's on television, whether it's in, you know, corporate America. You have to be you have to be, you have to be twice as good, you have to be exceptional. In the NFL, it's the same. It's either you're a starter or you're out the league. There's not too many black backup quarterbacks. Do we have a few more over the last year or two, absolutely. So things are changing there, and I'm happy to see it. Um, with that being said, 
The Seattle Seahawks won this deal. They won this. They won a negotiation. This is basically a one-year deal, right? There's it's a it's a three-year deal, 105 million. There's 52 guarantees. So what does that mean? Let's break it down. The first year he's making 35 million dollars. 35 million dollars put him as uh, a top 10 quarterback, right at at number 10. The second year, right, is pretty much 12 million. That's what it is, right? Think about that. It, they can have Geno Smith in the first two years for $52 million, which means he's paid handsomely in year one. Year two, oh, man, Gino, um, you know, if things don't work out, we can easily put you to the bench. We can put you on the bench. You're only taking home, you know, 52 in the first two years, what really gives you, you know, a, a year one starter, year two, your backup. The average the average uh, uh, base for a backup quarterback, a really good backup quarterback is right around that. Right around eight to twelve million dollars. So then they draft a guy and they can do away with you in year three. If I'm Geno Smith, I would have held out a little bit longer. I would have asked for more guaranteed money. I would have tested the market to only have really a year and a half guarantee. I think the Seattle Seahawks got the best end of this deal. So um, congratulations to Geno Smith. But I wish um, he he fought just a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on, guys. So, not only does Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones believe in Dak Prescott, right, or believe him as the quarterback of the future, he also mm -hmm. believes that he has characteristics similar to Tom Brady. Now, this is what he told huh? Michael Gelkin of the Dallas News. He said, just as Brady became, in my mind, better and better and more impactful on how they won as he got into his career, I think Dak has those qualities. I think he can get better. Right now, something to note is that, you know, Brady won three Super Bowls in his first five years in the NFL, but he also had success pretty late in his career. Right. He actually won four championships after the age of 35. Dak is only going to the next season at the age of 30. So with that, I mean, can you guys co-sign, you know, that that statement by Jerry Jones? Is Dak Prescott, you know, a good quarterback? Um, uh, Ashley, not only can I co-sign the statement by Jerry Jones, um, I will actually go out on a limb and say that Dak, Dak Prescott is actually a great quarterback. Let me ask you guys a question. Drew Brees, is he good or great? If you ask me, yeah, Drew Brees is a great quarterback. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Tom Brady. Well, was a great quarterback. He retired. Tom Brady. The greatest. Great. The greatest. So great. The GOAT. What about Ben Roethlisberger? He showed signs of greatness. I'm going to say he was a good quarterback. Okay, let's say he's good, maybe a tweener in between yeah, good he, and great. he rode the fence sometimes. There, yeah. were, there, were, there were glimpses of greatness in there. Okay, so can we do this, right? Because uh, I just, you know, there's a lot of chatter around Dak Prescott. And sometimes, you know, we, 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 we look at one year or a couple of games and we say, ah, this guy's not good enough, right? Even, you know, one of our co-hosts here, uh, Shady McCoy, legendary rant you know went viral he's ass he's ass he's ass and i respect that i understand what shady was saying as far as throwing picks we know that look ball security is job security yours and mine if you turn the ball over we have no chance of winning but when we compare dak prescott to these quarterbacks that we said were great and then one quarterback that's probably in between good and great then his numbers don't lie let's look at it throw it back up please manderville dak prescott's a great quarterback this is through seven seasons, 2,100 yards, 21 plus uh, 100 completions, 
24,000 plus yards through the air, 166 touchdowns, 65 interceptions. Look at Drew Brees, the great Drew Brees. Do y'all not remember the second half of his career? It's like every other year, every year, every other game, Drew Brees breaks this record. He breaks that record. Hold on, stop the game. Drew Brees, come out to the middle of the field. Let's clap for Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the man. Drew Brees is going to go down as one of the most prolific quarterbacks ever. Tom Brady, you just said it. He's the greatest. The GOAT. The greatest. The GOAT. Look at him through seven. Ben Roethlisberger. Look look at him. The only thing that's missing on this chart is Super Bowls. If we want to say that's what we that's how we're going to judge our quarterbacks, right? Then that's that then the conversation changes. But to me, I hate what we do in media where we take our guys and they, you know, we put them on a pedestal, then we tear them down because they have one bad, one bad game or a couple bad games or one bad year or not even a bad year, just a difficult year. Dak Prescott is on his way to having a Hall of Fame career. You can't tell me otherwise. The numbers just told me everything. Right. So, Ashley, for me, Dak Prescott is not only a good quarterback, he's a great quarterback. You don't need to tell me that. I've been saying it. <laughs> Listen, I've been a Dak Prescott supporter, Dak Prescott fan. I will say this, though. I think Dak needs to show that greatness when it means the most, and I think that's been the biggest critique of him in his career is that you – I'm a firm believer that when you are great at something, when you have the talent, it doesn't come and go. It's always there. It just doesn't show up. Are you able to tap into that and harness it when you need it the most. Right. Dak didn't Dak doesn't not Dak does not forget how to play football. It's always there. There are circumstances, there are situations that arise that maybe he doesn't look under the he doesn't look the best, you know, under the best light, I should say, but he's always his skill set is always there. Let's just go ahead and leave it like that. So when I say that, I say that it's unfair to go ahead and put the trials and tribulations of a season and the infinite amount of things that can go wrong on one singular person and i get it heavy is the head that wears the crown dak prescott's the leader of that ship he goes down with the ship the captain goes down with its ship right so when things go wrong who's the first person you look at the quarterback when things go right who's the first person that you look at the quarterback that's right the biggest fault that i can say the biggest flaw rather in dak prescott and it's you know it's a legit one so i can't go ahead and argue with that is that that greatness that you see in the regular season those comeback wins that ability to go ahead and figure out those clutch wins rather last drive 60 seconds on the clock dak prescott leads them to victory you don't see that when the wins mean the most you don't see that in the playoffs and that's the biggest critique of him so i will say there is a room for him there is room for him to take that greatness to the next level and he has to take it to the next level because although his numbers match up with the names that we just saw, his accolades don't match up with the names right. that we just saw. And unfortunately, in the NFL, just like in the NBA, when you talk about why LeBron isn't the GOAT, why? It's because he doesn't have as many rings as Jordan. Right. When you talk about Dak Prescott and you rank him against a Patrick Mahomes or you rank him against some of the other quarterbacks that have come before him, the biggest knock is that he hasn't gone ahead and done it when it meant the most. He yeah, doesn't but, have a Super Bowl. But, he doesn't have a ring. He, which is a fair critique. It's it not ain't the, no it's, fair hold on, critique. It's not the only criteria of what makes somebody great. But in a league, in a sports league, a multi-billion dollar business, as you love to constantly remind us. That's right, $16 It is, billion. It is about wins. 
and it is about wins okay, but, but here, that mean the most. But on and the other those side of Super Bowls, but on the champions. other side of the argument, okay, let's look at let's look at Ben Roethlisberger. He won two, right? Mm-hmm. Defense. He won. He won as a rookie year. They was there was Jerome Bettis running up and down the field, said, playing when, defense. I, but what did and I then just you said? look at you look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees, absolutely. But there's an argument that Drew Brees, with all the records he broke. He underperformed because he should have had three or four Super Bowls. Well, what did I say? When things go right, it's the quarterback. When things I, go yes. wrong, it's also the right, quarterback. Right, yes, right. a Super Bowl is not reliant on just Dak Prescott. There's if a that, lot of things that have to go right for them to win. But a lot of the responsibility falls on his shoulders. Tom, Tom Brady got Bill Belichick and a lot of great players. And, and look, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Tom Brady is the greatest. But come on, let's not get it twisted. Dak Prescott, let's look at what Dak Prescott got to work with. Dak Prescott, uh, what's his name? Jason Garrett as the head coach? Jason Garrett, are you kidding me? And then on the defensive side, that defense just starts stopping people. Just two years ago when Dak Prescott, before he snapped his ankle, Dak Prescott, they were strong for damn near – they had almost uh, averaging 500 yards in total offense a game. Yes. But well, we to- can win. To- to- but because of that defense, you remember the defense, right. the one the one kid, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I had one kid, I forget the safety's name. He was like, uh, what did he say? He said something crazy. He said, uh, he said, yeah, every we don't give effort on every play. You remember that kid? Yes. Like what? That's what Dak Prescott got to work with? Come on, man. Open our eyes. Let's peel back the layers. I hate that just surface level talk when we talk football. It's, it's easy to look at a number and say, oh, he threw nine picks or whatever it is, and now he's saying he trash. Come on. Listen, I am I am a firm believer in this ideology and this narrative. I, I agree with you, but as much as I would like to exist solely in that space, wins matter. And wins that are conducive towards winning a Super Bowl matter. And Dak Prescott, love him. I wouldn't want any other quarterback. I have been a Dak Prescott fan since he put on the jersey and took over from Tony so, Romo. So, hold, and it was hard for me no because I loved because I loved Tony Romo. It was hard for Let's me that trip. It, Let's play that a game. Hold on. We're going to make Ashley real no, uncomfortable right now. Yes, we that. are. So right now, uh, there's a trade. Let me see. Where's our Adam Schefter? I'm not doing this. Our insider. Oh, shit. There's a trade, a potential trade brewing. Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott swap. Would you want Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, I would take Aaron. Like, come on now. Aaron Rodgers? That's not even a fair comparison. You better stop. It's you Aaron better stop. Rogers, I'm, I'm gonna take this back because I know you. You. I know I you know Dak. Dak, I stop. love you. You know it. Ha- it would have to be Aaron Rodgers. That is not personal. You would take Aaron Rodgers. Like it's Aaron. Of course, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Are you serious? Uh, see, I like Ashley. She bold. Ashley going out there. And she knows <laughs> we win a Super Bowl. It's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Dak it's Press- not a fair comparison. Oh shit. Oh shit. That's a little bit more. Oh y'all ain't see Cam's new show. Cam new NFL inside. Cam no. said that Lamar Jackson, oh. Lamar Jackson, and, and Dak Prescott could be a, a even swap. You want Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott? No, I would keep Dak. <laughs> you keep Dak. I keep Dak over. Lamar. We got any other ones? We I would keep Dak over Lamar, but I would take Aaron Rodgers over Dak Prescott. Okay, okay, and okay. that's just I'm All sorry. Right. That's that. That's not. That's I got just, what I needed. You, 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 you threw your man under the bus. I didn't How throw him under go the bus. It's Aaron Rodgers. You could have easily had an easy out. You could have easily Aaron said. Rogers. You could have easily said, "Look, Aaron Rodgers is 39. Aaron Rodgers is done. I it's don't know what Aaron, I'm gonna get out of him for how long." It's one of I, the greatest, if not the greatest, passer man. of the football in the history of the sport. And you're asking me if I would take the, an opportunity to have Aaron Rodgers for two years? 
Do you know how I would go? I would probably two piece. <laughs> That's not me. Listen. Okay. Who Zach, we got? Anyone but Aaron Rodgers, I would not trade you for. You know that, okay? I'm team number four all the way. But if he said Aaron Rodgers, okay? That wasn't even a lot. That wasn't even a fair. That's like asking if I would take Tom Brady over Dak Prescott. Really? Would you take Tom Brady at 46 if he come out of retirement and he said with the Dallas Cowboys offense right now? Absolutely, it's Tom Brady. Are you oh serious? Oh my goodness, come on. you are bad. You are bad. I don't. I just set you. I'm a bad co-host. He's literally, he's literally giving me two of the greatest quarterbacks who ever played the history I said of the game. At 46, I gave you another out. I gave you another out, Ashley. I said he's at 46. It's Tom Brady. I gave it's you Tom Brady. <laughs> it's Tom Brady. Are you for real? Yo, y'all it's tripping. Tom Brady. Listen, Dak Prescott is not Dak, only. Dak, I a... love you. He said Tom Brady. Like, it wasn't, next. what am I supposed to do? Okay, let's go to the next. <laughs> Corey in the cut, what we got? Corey in the cut. All right, let's talk to Franchise Tech, guys. Uh, today officially marks the deadline for teams to place the franchise tag on a player of their choice. Right, so for those who are not familiar with the franchise tag, it's basically a designation a team may apply to a player scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent. Right, the tag binds the player to the team for one year uh, if certain conditions are met. Right, each team only has one franchise tag of either the exclusive or non-exclusive form and one transition tag per year. How, how do you guys feel about this, right? Like, are teams taking advantage of their players with this franchise tag? For sure. Listen, there's uh, absolutely no benefit to the player when they're getting tagged, right? Um, in business, you know, look, one side can take advantage of the, of the other side. That's not good business. Good business is when we sit at the table, one side give a little bit, the other side gives a little bit. That's a fair deal. That's what you want to do when you sit at the table. This rule, and you got to go back in time and understand the origin story, right? This rule was put in place in 1992. Remember what happened in 1992. That was the year where we implemented free agency. That was the year where we start implementing the salary cap. This is called the John Elway rule. Pat Bowling flew to New York, right? We're talking about Central Park in the in the Motorola, the uh, 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 the, mo the 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 motor whatever uh, 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 building on the 50th floor and said, "I can't lose." John Elway, he looked at him, and you know what? After about three weeks of going back and forth and negotiating, the league came out with the franchise tag so Pat Bowling can keep John Elway. They never thought any other player outside the quarterback would be able to get franchise tagged. So now you look, you know, how many years later, 20, 40, what, how many years is that? Help me out. Fact check it. I can't even count tonight. But all these years later, we still have the franchise tag in place in 2011 the collective bargaining agreement was up right we had an opportunity as players to push back on the franchise tag and we didn't we didn't why because we said you know what it, it, it's only hurting a handful of guys so we don't want to give up too much the owner said it was too fruitful the owner said there's no way we're gonna give up the franchise tag they can go out there and franchise tag a guy 
back-to-back-to-back seasons if they want to. That is not okay. Why isn't it a fair deal? Because I say this at the top of this point, because if a guy goes out there and snap his ankle, tears ACL, have an Odell Beckham Jr. moment, now he has no opportunity to recoup what he potentially could have had in the future. This is not a good deal, and it's time for the NFL players to stand up and get this shit banned. NFL owners, this is not a good deal. You need to throw this shit out. This John Elway rule, a.k.a. the prison rule, the prison tag, it needs to be banned from the NFL. And now, we can't wait five years, six years when we sit at the table again for collective bargaining. It needs to be done. That's my point. Well said, Brandon. <laughs> that went on the rant. That went on the rant. I got nothing else to add. Well said, Brandon. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So we're heading into our last topic, right? So This is the last topic? This is our last topic. Can I take care of some housekeeping stuff? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Do your thing. Man, appreciate everybody rocking with us. You know, this is our second week, day two of our second week. Um, you know, it's pretty cool being a YouTuber. You're not a YouTuber? saying that. We're YouTubers. I'm not a YouTuber. Look, 70% of people who watch these shows, whether it's our show or another person's show, they're not subscribers. That's big deal, right? Like, if we want to continue to put this content out, make sure you guys hit that button below, subscribe, continue to rock with us. Shout out to Celsius uh, for coming in as a partner. We really appreciate you guys, and it fits our brand and what we do. You know, as athletes, you know, we're high performers. We're always diving into how we take care of our bodies, even when we're sitting here in this new realm, in a new arena, uh, talking about sports. So appreciate you guys there. So continue to rock with us. But back to Corey in the cut for our last topic to end the show. Yes, sir. So we mentioned earlier, right, that Rich Eisen, you know, got a little bit of tea from, you know, those talking at the combine uh, last week, right? So one of the other rumors that he shared um, with everyone on his show was that Philip Rivers, right, who notably hasn't played since the 2020 season, actually reached out to both the Dolphins and the 49ers at the end of last season. Now, if you remember, 49ers mm. were experiencing a bunch of uh, injuries and whatnot. They got Trey Lance go down. They had Jimmy Garoppolo go down. But, of course, you know, Brock Purdy filled that void. And then with the Dolphins, it was the same deal. Tua went down. Teddy Bridgewater went down. But they found their guy in Skylar Thompson. But, you know, the question is, if Phillip Rivers, you know, decides to, you know, pitch to a couple more teams, you know, this offseason, which team do you think would make the most sense for him? Mm, now you see why we wanted to hold Phillip, it. Philip, be for real. <laughs> <laughs> like, be for real. I love it. Please be for real. I None of those teams should work. Philip Rivers should continue coaching whatever little league team he's coaching for his kids. Like, come on. It's just this, this whole thing about not knowing, like, when to just give it up is insane to me. I haven't seen Philip Rivers play football since Tony Romo was in the league. Tony Romo is getting the bag at CBS. He has no interest in stepping back foot on, a, on the gridiron. He's making Skechers money. He's making CBS money. He's making Subway money. Philip. Go make some endorsement money. The, fo- the football game has passed you, my dear. Like, it's okay. It happens to the best of them. Philip, I better not see you lace up this season. That is insane. Be for real. Listen, Be for real. Let me sit up for this. <clears throat> Woody Johnson. Oh, my out God. There, for you guys that don't know who Woody Johnson is, that's the owner of the, uh, the, the amazing New York football Jets. Um, you know how it felt, right? Saw you out there in AZ, owners uh, meeting right there at the hotel, stepped to you and said, 
you know what? I love Aaron Rodgers, one of my favorite quarterbacks. But when I look at the makeup of this team, I think we need to go with a Derek Carr. I don't know what happened. Maybe Derek Carr asked for too money, too much money. He ain't see the vision. And I said, what? If he does that, then we go to Jimmy G. Then we go to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he's still sitting out there. I like that possibility, but I'm trying to win for the next five, six years, right? So what I'm saying is if we don't get Jimmy G, right, and Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, I like Phillip Rivers. Because what you're talking about, Ashley, you got you to you gotta go back to the numbers. Old. It doesn't matter. Just two years ago when he was playing, it wasn't that long ago. He finished 11-5 in the AFC South. He threw for 4,100 yards, 24 touchdowns to 11 picks. It's going on I love three it. Years. And guess what? The league looks drastically have different have you ever the Have you not seen Brett Favre? Have you not seen uh, what Peyton Manning, he done? He was done even when he was playing. He couldn't even throw it 30 yards. But have you not seen Mike Vick? Have you not seen uh, Drew Brees and even uh, damn near um, – uh, uh, Phil Sims, they still throw the ball. That's all I need you to do. I got my defense. Bring me Phillip Rivers. Situational football, leadership, knowing what to do, when to do it. That's all we need out of the quarterback position. Don't mess it up. Don't throw no picks. And that is a big thing with Aaron Rodgers. But what I will say is, just two years ago, 24 touchdowns to 11 picks. Can you do that again? Can you do that again? Woody, I like it. I like it. Corey from the cup, what we got? We done? We, we, done, we what they say, what Birdman said, we, we done or we finished? <laughs> we finished? We finished, man. We finished. We finished. <laughs> hey, Ashley, you good? Philip, don't do it. Just <laughs> please, for the love of God, don't do it. It's needed just, to reiterate that message. Just huh? don't do it. Be for real. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Another episode of Paper Route presented by I Am Athlete, presented by Celsius presented by, you know, Roman and so many other amazing partners. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Lamar Jackson, that saga. What's going on with Ja Moran? Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? We got so much more to talk about. Tune in. We got Lil Wayne on the text. We got, uh, damn, we got Deshaun Jackson coming up. Big episodes to follow. Love, peace. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.